Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Uh, our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And as Andrew will tell you, we are uh, available on all social media platforms. Uh, here I am with my dad this week. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing great, son. Here uh, in the man cave. Ah, there you go. Live and direct, straight from the man cave. Um <laughs> As we're here to talk about, let's start off with week 13 of the NFL, the week that was, in a game that we were talking was a trap, and we were recording while it was going on. The Cowboys pulled out a win, 17-15. They didn't cover the spread, though, uh, but they did win the game thanks to a, uh, a turnover on a, was that, punt return or a kick return? I think, it was I a, think that was a kick return. I think it was a kick return, a fumble in the uh, deep in the Vikings territory, and then one play later they were up uh, fifteen to um, uh, fifteen to six, I guess it was fifteen to seven, whatever, whatever it was. But the point is, is that uh, Vikings came down the field, scored, and had to go for the two point conversion, which they failed to complete. And well, some, what about the face mask? Which some are calling, and many rightly so, are calling for a missed pe- uh, missed penalty on a face mask on Sam right. Bradford. Um, but what saved the Cowboys was the defensive player who came in and made contact with the face mask. His other hand was up in the air at the same time, and it basically blocked the uh, ref's um, view vantage point from seeing the other hand hit the face mask. It's kind of like if uh, you got a scratch on your nose and uh, you put the right. one hand up to, you know, block it. That's kind of, think about that, and then you can go from there. Yeah, it's also you can put blinders on the ref. <laughs> yeah, um, but I tell you what, the Vikings, um, that defense showed up. But, uh, they, but the Vikings covered that three and a half. They did, but the the tra- and what i mean what kicked in you saw that survival bias at the end where they're scratching and clawing and you know they, they covered they were able to do it um mckinnon actually had some success running the ball a little bit but i tell you what the uh aside from the turnover um the cowboys won mainly on the legs of prescott he was making plays he didn't go on you know, like Donovan McNabb or Michael Vick type runs, right, but he was right, de- he right. scrambled, he ran the ten yards, he got out of bounds, he made plays with his legs, which is well, not st- only his, his his legs, his accuracy. So, I mean, what 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 is he most like, Russell Wilson? Yeah, I think Russell Wilson is, is Russell Wilson is a very fair comparison. Um, not as fleet afoot. Um, he, he's definitely yes, yes. yet yet. Uh, although you can't teach that speed, so what he's got, you know, how much is he? Gonna, he's also right. he's also bigger than and than Wilson. He can stand in the pocket a little bit more. He's not a deep. But thrower, he reads but. defenses that you know with, with very little experience. I mean, that that is shocking to me. It is. It is. Um, I mean, a big part about quarterback runs is you know they they don't slide through holes. They start out gaping and then close down on them. That's very true. Uh, but he was able to make some plays and win the game. Uh, other games on the Sunday slate, uh, the Lions 
Uh, they didn't have to win in the fourth quarter because they won in pretty much the first quarter. They beat up on the Saints in New Orleans. That, I think that's the first game they actually had to lead. The lead in because all previous games was it eleven. Was it they had eleven games where they eleven straight games where they had uh, where they were behind in the fourth quarter, at which they won seven of those, which is an amazing stat. Um, but this one, they they came out of the gate hard against that bad Saints defense. And, well, you know, in this week, they've got the biggest line. They have a bigger line than even the Patriots. Yeah, we'll talk about the Week 14. But, uh, yeah, the and line. So, yeah, is that a team uh, getting back to the Lions? Is that a second-tier team that could uh, could do, do some damage in the playoffs? Well, they're in the driver's seat in the north, um, and they've got the offense to do it, and they might just have enough defense to win it. Uh, I don't know how far they'll get, but we'll see. Is it worth a small wager on the futures? Well, let me put it this way. 2016, say what you want, uh, and I have my theories. I'll get to that at another time. I have my theories about this year, uh, but in the in a in a year where the Cleveland Cavaliers won the NBA title, right. in a year when the Chicago Cubs won the World Series, got that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll lead it down this path. What it, what's the harm in saying Detroit Lions win, make? Go to the Super Bowl, whatever you want to say. Break it. It's twenty seventeen. Cut. Well, twenty sixteen is over. True, but we're not going to say, "Ooh, but the Broncos and Manning won the Super Bowl." They, they've won Super Bowls before. Right, That's not right. a big. But it's the season, so. Okay. Um, so, in any case, Lions keep, yeah. keep hope alive. So, you want to put a wager on that? Go for it. Uh, so, Lions big win over them. Um, the Chiefs with a Chiefs Falcons twenty nine twenty eight Chiefs win. Um, in a game that uh, there was a l- Falcons didn't produce as much offense as people thought that Chiefs defense bent just enough uh Falcons scored a touchdown take the lead 28-27 and they were going for two to put them up by three and then Eric Berry who had a uh interception returned for a touchdown earlier in the game intercepted in the end zone on the two point conversion ran it back for two points to give the Chiefs the lead and the win, 29-28. Amazing. Well, t- well two things are interesting uh, there is that return is statistically a safety. Yes. And, you know, that that's kind of an oddity. And the other thing is that the Chiefs came in leading the league with a plus-14 turnover ratio and added two to it, that being one of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it did make a difference. And the Falcons... Falcons are now in disappointing, a, you know, well, at the end of each season, it seems. It seems like now it's going that way. And to that point, the Buccaneers went into San Diego and won 28-21. Thanks to their defense, uh, interception return for a touchdown, a pick six. They are in a dead uh, tie with the Falcons. I think they have the advantage over the Falcons for first place. But they're tied for first well, place. Soon to be. Soon to be until they start playing each other again. Uh, so yeah, and, and they've beaten some good teams, Tampa Bay. I think they beat uh, Denver. and uh, you know, they, they beat a couple of good teams recently. So Yeah. So and it's, not, it's not just weak teams in their division. With the Saints losing, with the Falcons losing, and the Buccaneers winning, now we've got we've got a couple of really tight divisional races. And it's interesting. I was looking at, I was looking at the NFL schedule the last couple of weeks. Uh, a, lot of a lot of intra-divisional games. Um, or inter, I forget which way. Well, you know, in, in a bigger perspective, having these uh, young quarterbacks, like with the Titans and with, uh, with the Buccaneers. Yeah, the Buccaneers coming in and, and going into San Diego to win, that was a big thing for them. 
and uh, so now they're in they're in the driver's seat. It seems in the in the South, a lot of these divisional races will come up against uh, um, uh, other teams in the division. So um, to that point, the Ravens beat up on the Dolphins. Their winning streaks over thirty eight to six. Joe Flacco with a big day. Um, and the Steelers beat the Giants 24-14. Well, get back to the Ravens. We'll see how good they are going into New England this coming week. And that is true, and we'll talk more about that as well. Uh, the Steelers also won in what I thought was more of a trap game than the Cowboys won, um, than the Cowboys game against the Vikings. Yeah, the uh, Giants uh, lose in uh, Pittsburgh. And so now the Steelers and the Ravens uh, also have a dogfight at the top of the, the North. Um, the Raiders continue their winning ways. Uh, Packers win as well. Broncos, of course. Bears over the, the 49 The Packers were amazing. Yeah, they were able to come back and pull that one I out. I mean, he slices, he dices, he handles any pocket crisis. I mean, Ted <laughs> Rogers is amazing. He is um, when he's got his head on right. And when he when they go on a small losing streak and everybody say, what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? He comes out and he shows that, no, this is Aaron Rodgers. He plays well. Uh, in the snow, mind you. Uh, speaking of the snow, uh, over in Chicago, the Bears won over the 49ers 26-6. to Kaepernick, what was it? He threw for five yards, and he was pulled in the third quarter. I think it was something like one for four for five yards. Just yeah. a... Well, you know, he should take a knee. <laughs> uh, to end the game, yes. Uh, but, yeah. Um, the Seahawks beat up on the Panthers 40-7 to in front of a national audience. Uh, Panthers um, coach Ron Rivera held as punishment, like it's college football, held uh, Cam Newton out for the first play of the game in which a uh, interception was promptly thrown by Derek Anderson because, uh, you know, we were talking about how uh, Cam Newton likes to wear all these funky clothes. Well, the one article of clothing he was supposed to wear, he didn't, a tie. Um, Right. Like, again, like... And and without rules, we have uh, chaos. Yeah. And without so yeah, so this guy is a habitual line stepper. Yes, and right now it's costing him his team, and it's also costing his uh, legacy if he cares about it. Well, uh, his attitude is costing him a lot of promotional money in the future. That is a good point. Um, you know, because the dab, you know, when you're four and eight and one and five at home, you yeah. know, is you know, it doesn't go over. No, I haven't seen many Superman pulls. And when and... he's dressing like a wide receiver, why doesn't just go out there in the slot? And then, speaking of uh, over-exuberance for a losing cause, the Jets, uh, in what the Colts, I would assume, is their revenge for Super Bowl three, on Monday <laughs> night, again in the front of a national audience, uh, going to the Meadowlands, 41-10 to over the Jets, three touchdowns by Dwayne Allen, two of them uncovered and uncontested. Uh, and I think Buster Screen or Revis or somebody in the third or fourth quarter when the game was well, well in hand. Buster Screen is being exposed. I mean, he's a thumper. Yes, he uh, he's a hitter. He's not a cover guy. No, and he was. He, you could corral a cat better in your backyard than what he was trying to do. It was. It was very embarrassing. He got deked out of his. He he broke his ankles. He had to have with how hard he got deked uh, on a run. I think it was by. Uh, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. It was it's, it was yeah. embarrassing. Um, so with that loss, uh, Fitzpatrick got pulled uh, at halftime, and Fitzpatrick is sitting out the rest of the season as a backup quarterback. Bryce Petty went in, 
One touchdown, two interceptions. Look, that he's going to throw the interceptions if you're behind by what three, four touchdowns. Well, he had to throw every play. Yeah, so things didn't go well that, for that. That might not be the case this week. No, no. So the Jets got embarrassed, but we can move on from that. Speaking of uh, the NFL, let's talk about Week 14 in the NFL. Um, what are some of your best bets of the week, Dad? Well, I was looking at the Seahawks minus two and a half, and uh, that's in Lambo. Mm. I think they're coming alive, and losing that safety might actually bring that team even a little bit closer together. Oh, we didn't even talk about the loss of the injuries that went on this week. Um, a, a smaller Cecil Shorts, uh, wide receiver for the uh, Chargers, uh, right. or no, the Buccaneers. I'm sorry, he had a very bad knee injury. Uh, can't um, Earl Thomas in that win against the Panthers broke his fibula? I think his thigh bone. Right. Um, right. Now, I'm thinking how much, you know, how many body parts he's busted up. Uh, yeah, it's bits bad. On opposing players. So, you know, what goes around comes around. And then to put the absolute stamp on the EA Madden curse, Rob Gronkowski right. on injured reserve for the rest of the season, including the Super Bowl. He can't yeah. come back. Eight weeks back surgery. And they already used the... Um, because you can only have one player come off of IR during the season, like go on and come right. off. And they already used that, so Gronk is out for the season. Well, you know, defenses have chopped that uh, giant Sequoia down. Yeah, it's true. And, uh, you know, he had the punctured lung. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's brutal. He gives it and he takes it. He's big, but there's a reason he wears all that armor, because the, the, <laughs> there's glass under there. Yeah, um, he draws a crowd. Yeah, so the Seahawks minus, and I saw a stat, the um, Legion of Boom is 2-2 uh, two and two when they don't have all three, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, and Earl Thomas playing together um, right. when they're 5-1 and one when they are together. Uh, so now here's a game where they go into uh, Green Bay. I actually, I, I don't know if I'd, I, I think I would almost take the Packers there, 2.5, but you like the Seahawks at minus 2.5 in Green Bay. Yeah, well, you know, you know, when you look at these lines, and you know, you you see some taste, you know, some tempting stuff, right? Like like when you see a a, a good quarterback like that getting points, you're drawn to it, right? Yeah, yeah, you just are. Um, you can't even say the weather's going to be a factor because, I mean, see, Seattle gets plenty of snow too and cold weather, so it's not like that's going to affect them. It's just, you know, the Packers can't run the ball, so they're going to be throwing. That might actually work out well because you saw um, the Panthers throw against the guy they brought in for Earl Thomas on the next play, Ted Ginn, right. uh, for like a long touchdown pass. So it's sure. a, it's attackable if you're smart enough. So they're going to throw the ball. Um, but, yeah, I'd actually, yeah, so the Seahawks, two and a half. Who else you got? Well, you know, I'm 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 liking the Jags plus three and a half. Now I know they've done you know all they can to lose games, oh. but they, but looking at that line, I was like Minnesota. Wouldn't you think that line would be at least four and a half, five and a half? I I, I guess um, you know. So the Jags three and a half. Like what's up with that? Like what do they know? I don't. I I don't know. I I think they just want to tempt you. Maybe maybe that's a trap game for them because don't don't they have then the Vikings have a. Oh, it's all desperation down the road for them. I I don't know. I the the Jags. You know, if, if if the Jags are you know covered, they're going to do it at home. True, true. I I'm more cautious. I think the the Vikings three and a half. But you like Jags plus three and a half at home. Yeah, I, yeah. and I actually like the uh, Redskins, which is the opposite of a Bruner. And you think uh, I'd be liking the the Eagles, but 
You know, this is a Redskins third uh, straight road game, but at least they're a little closer to home. They were a little closer to home. We didn't even talk about the Eagles got embarrassed by the Bengals. That game was over by the beginning of the second quarter. They got beat, I think it was like 32-15. to 15. The score, you know, did not, well, was it not indicative of how no, the game was played. You know, not only does the coach, what's his name? Doug Peterson. Are you talking about uh, the for the Eagles? For the yeah. Doug Peterson. Yeah, Doug Peterson. Uh, he looks like Fred Flintstone, and he actually <laughs> acts like it, too. He I does. Mean, it's, it's, this guy's a piece of work. You know, what, he's challenging a two-yard play. I, you got to do. It's one of those things. Like uh, I got to do something. He's he's a rookie head coach. Um, yeah, I don't think you. You know, that's you know, you, you make some basic basic mistakes there. Um, yeah, I, I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling good about their future. No, not at all. So yeah, so the so you like the Redskins minus one and a half. You like the Seahawks minus two and a half, and you like the Jaguars plus three and a half. Right. Now the lines that interest me were the um, the Bills. Yeah. Right. That's a two point two and a half point, you know, line against you know the Steelers, and the Bills are number one in on defense. They're number one against the run and last against the pass. Yeah, that's. So that line kind of surprised me. What, what do you make of that? Which line was that again? I apologize. The Bills and the Steelers. <sighs> Steelers at Bills. Uh, I Bills think... getting two. Yeah, a lot of these lines are just so low, and they're really hard to to pick up on. Maybe I don't even know. I mean, I mean you know, that's a, that that deadline surprised me. Um, the Jags we talked about that surprised me. Uh, the Giants actually. Uh, the Giants only, getting three and a half only, at home. They're, yeah, they're home dog three and a half. Uh, well, this is the part of the Cowboys schedule, and it started last week. I think that's why. Because we we saw we read a stat like something like the Cowboys have been ten and one up to last week in covering the spread eleven and one whatever it was, uh, in covering the spread and now they're into the meat the real uh, test for Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott um, for this Cowboy team um, they're not in danger of losing their playoff spot but you know there was question if the Giants won out and the Cowboys even went like two and two or something the Giants could possibly. Uh, leapfrog them in the, for the East title, but that's not that's not going to happen well, that's, now. That's a stretch. That's that's over with. So, but now this is the meat of their their schedule. Well, and it's how a revenge game here too, because yeah. the cow the Cowboys uh, they lost the first game of the season to the Giants. Their only it, loss. Their only loss so far. Yeah. So anyway, that line surprised me there. I thought that would be like you know higher, but it's divisional. I, I guess I you know I can make an excuse for that. Now, a lot of people are talking about the Browns. Will they go winless? Um, I told this to you. I am not going to go out on the limb and say they will win this week. However, looking at their schedule, if they were to win a game, this is their best chance to win a game. I think so. I think you're right about that. Um, Especially with the Bengals coming off of a big offensive output last week. Their defense did play very well against the Eagles, but I think almost like last week was a little well, bit... Well, the Eagles the Eagles were damaged goods. They were, but I, just something about last week's game, the way the outcome was, like, I don't... No, I, I think you're right about that. And, and seeing they're getting, uh, yeah, that might, that might be a good play there. I'm thinking almost the same with the Jets. I mean, they can't get worse for the Jets. And now they're going against a team that's really bad against the run. And they can still run the ball. If they're playing that rookie guy, they really should, you know, run heavy. Yeah, I think Forte is going to be run a lot. In so the... I think you know you you can build off of this because everybody smelled the stench in that stadium. 
It's true. It's it's absolutely true. Uh, so there you go. So you got your picks there. Um, let's talk about really quickly uh, some college football. First of all, Navy, who some were saying were was going to challenge, uh, you know, for even uh, a high spot, like a high bowl, like a Rose Bowl or something, uh, they got beat and beat badly by Temple, thirty-four to ten, in losing the American Athletic Conference, the AAC hmm. uh, thing, uh, the uh, 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 division conference, uh, whatever. So, hmm. yeah, Navy got beat up bad, but then, and of course, Alabama dominates. But then the big one, Penn State, beats Wisconsin, the Impossible right. Dream, all the. All yeah. the scandals and everything, and here they come. And where back did it get them? It got them the Rose Bowl, and like it's nineteen, you know, sixty-two, and sitting on the outside of the playoffs. Meanwhile, they beat Ohio State, and they're back. Uh, yeah, they're back. They are back. But look, they deserve great credit. I mean, that program was in shambles only years ago. It, it absolutely was. But in a season where Western Michigan goes thirteen and zero. For a yes, a Metro Athletic Conference title, right, right. But still, uh, I'm so going where to. Do you, who do you want them to play? I mean, that's that's no draw, right? No, but here's what I'm I mean, saying. This is still business. I understand it's still business, but the thing is, with a 14 playoff, because you know, for forever. The... Oh man, now you want eight? No, six. Let's start <laughs> okay, with six. Okay, and then when you get six, you want eight. Well, yes, of course. Eight is like. Is perfect. Is the perfect match of everything. You can yeah, but you you got some good teams in it this year. There's very little bit to argue about. No, there there isn't. However, when you have what's called the Power Five, five top conferences, yeah. SEC, thirty one bowl games televised. Yes. So what? You can't take some of those early ones and make them into a a, a playoff game. Not every team that wins six games should get an automatic bid. I'm sorry that you know just because you won six games doesn't mean ooh you should go to the this playoff. Now it's a you know it's a flawed system to begin with, so it doesn't work out well. But still, the um, argument continues. Right. So uh, on January thirty uh, first, you will be seeing Alabama play Washington and Clemson play Ohio State. Not a bad matchup in either case. Um, so and that's what a week before the Super Bowl. No. No, 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 no. December 31st, not January 31st. Oh, December. Okay. Yeah, Dece- so New Year's Eve, and then New Year's Day is the NFL, and then the Rose Bowl and all those other ones. That's yeah, it. is that the, I don't remember the NFL. It's always been on New Year's Day? No. No, 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 but New Year's Day is on a Sunday. Same thing with Christmas Day. Christmas Day and oh, New Year's Day are always okay. the same day of the week. And but for everybody who said, "Hey, you know, the Rose Bowl—that's a—that's an institution on New Year's Day." Oh, really? Then how come you're moving your game to January second? That's right. You're making way for the 800-pound gorilla in the NFL, the Golden Shield, to come in and say, "Hey, Sunday's our day." Okay, okay, you got it, you got it. We'll move over. <laughs> a day. So enough with this. You know, hey, we're we're the granddaddy of them all. Yes. Well, and, it's going to be odd not to see that. Yeah. It is, but you'll get to see a full slate of NFL games, so that's not going to be a bad thing either. So moving on, um, Bud Selig and John Sherholtz get elected into the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. Not like the main, like, it is the Baseball Hall of Fame, but it's kind of like the Veterans Committee. Like, they take, like, other people and, or like... And who were they? Bud Selig, a former commissioner of baseball. Oh, yeah. John oh, Sherholtz yeah. was a, a general manager for the... Uh, 85 Royals. Now, then, what, what was Selig's uh, claim to fame? Uh, he owned, like, what would he be remembered for? Pete Rose? Or? Mm, no, he'll be remembered for the steroids, uh, performing steroids. In, performance enhancing drugs. My apologies. 
also when baseball had a huge boom. Yes, he'll also be remembered. All those home run races, I kind of miss those. I, I agree. But he'll also be remembered as the acting commissioner as opposed to the commissioner. Remember, he, was right, never, right. he wasn't officially named the commissioner until long after. Um, <laughs> uh, a, a couple of uh, baseball signings. The, Matt, the Yankees signed Matt Holliday. Uh, Matt Holliday. I mean, how many games can this guy play? Uh, he's going to play DH, so it won't really matter much. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I mean... Um, uh, also, um, Carlos Beltran goes back to, uh, Houston for maybe one or two more seasons to, uh, see if he can, uh, recapture the magic. They've got a good team down there in Houston, uh, young team. He, he, he's another guy that can't carry a team. I'm still, I just still mad at him for, for taking that third strike. I agree, but. As a Met, I mean, if you look at his stats, he's Hall of Fame worthy. He probably will get in the Hall of Fame. How about you're looking at he couldn't carry he couldn't carry anybody. How about this? He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, and he will go in with a Mets hat. It's like Bernie Williams. I mean, you put him on any other team, he wasn't carrying anybody. No, but um, look, unbelievable. He was a great, consistent player. He's an all star. Absolutely, but he's a great, consistent player uh, throughout his career. Um, I get it. Uh, you know, it's 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 a new world. And then just came across yesterday uh, the Nationals, who were trying very hard to acquire uh, the White Sox great left-handed ace, um, Chris Sale. And they need more arms? Oh, man, boy, they were so close. And then at the <clears throat> last minute, when everybody said they're close to getting him, and they were giving up a pretty penny to get this guy, and he's worth it. He's under contract for at least four more years. And he's young, and he's left-handed. He's basically Randy Johnson, but not as oh. intimidating. He's he's got the height. He's What's got his name. Chris Sale. Chris Sale. He's okay. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then the Red Sox swooped in and acquired Chris Sale. So yeah. the Nationals were left at the altar, holding the holding the bouquet. And well, uh, the Boston knows how to pull the trigger on stuff, don't they? Right, but I mean, now they've got Chris Sale, they've got David Price. So I, my guess is that they sat in a room and said, "Look, if we get this other left-hander, we can't have two left-handers that fail." My in the playoffs, guess right? is uh, Cashman's pulling his hair out. Well, Cashman, who doesn't like the uh, new collective bargaining agreement because it really handcuffs him, uh, what does he have to worry about? Because he's got all these young kids coming up. So now the Red Sox. Yeah. So now you're going to have some interesting. Now the NL East is back to, or the I'm sorry, American League East is back to Boston, New York. Uh, the up and comers for now it's it switched switch sides. You know the the high uh, price tag of the uh, Boston Red Sox versus the um, sure. farm system of the Yankees. It's going to be interesting to come. So the Nationals who are left there. With nothing, then decide to trade their two of their best minor league pitchers for an outfielder, Adam Eaton, who's young, 26, doesn't have a lot of power. He's a better defensive player than an offensive player. What? They, they gave up so much young pitching for this one guy. Who's the GM there? Mike Rizzo and uh, uh, Cody, who's a uh, former guest on the show and a friend of mine who lives in the D.C. area, big Met fan, big Jet fan. He is just... Uh, but they're, they're, apparently, national fans laud Mike Rizzo because he drafted two guys, number one, Strasburg and Harper. Right, but right, you and I right. could have done that um, because they got a really good trade for Trey Turner, who's their center fielder slash shortstop of the future. Yeah. And, so, okay, so he gets credit. Yeah, and, you know, and that's about it. So, but... But it shouldn't be as much credit because this is a guy who also got um, Jonathan Papelbon, and he choked their best player. <laughs> like really, well, th- people knew he was a nut job. 
I know, but for real, this is bad. Um, yes. uh, so that's... Yeah, that guy said train wreck, wherever he goes. I mean, he, he was very entertaining in Philadelphia. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so the uh, a lot of movement on the um, baseball front. Um, going back to college football for a second, we have the finalists for the uh, Heisman Trophy winner, or Heisman Trophy, Lamar Jackson at Louisville, Deshaun Watson in uh, Clemson. Um, That's the, o- the defensive player? No, uh, the defensive player is Jabril Peppers from Michigan, and then the Oklahoma yeah. quarterback whose name is escaping. Can he possibly do it? Who, the de- uh, Jabril Peppers? Yeah. Um, I, I still say it's hard Pretty to get. dominant guy. He was, absolutely, but Deshaun Watson has been unbelievable. These right, la- right. like not just this year in several years he really should well, be. offense offense yeah sells tickets it does it really really does um, also going back to baseball Derek Cheaters number two were retired by the Yankees on Mother's Day which means no numbers one through ten or one through ten are um, available no single digit numbers although the Yankees do um, can give out the number zero. So if you're a play, if you're a you know a, a hopeful, yeah. If you want to be known as a zero, it, it's a bit, it's a reason it's available. No, but how about this? You get a, you're you're a pitcher, a starting pitcher, a relief pitcher, and you wear number zero. You basically say, "My goal is on my back, goose egg." Try it. Right, right. Come on, okay. how about for a pitcher? You're saying yeah. Right, and in a year full of deaths. Um, well, you know, just one of the, one of the thing about that. I mean, I'm thinking, is that going to draw a demarcation line for the Yankees? Like, once these numbers are gone, now that you know that strong era is over for them, or are they, you know, they'll uh, bounce back. Uh, they they're going to have to bounce back. It doesn't make sense not to. Um, but uh, in a year full of deaths, uh, former Heisman Trophy winner Rashawn Salam dies at the age of 42, Colorado Ooh. star. Yeah, he was found dead somewhere. Or yeah, I don't get the and then on that. and then uh, Jet uh, running back Joe McKnight, who uh, they famously kept in favor of Danny Woodhead, uh, very sadly uh, died in a uh, what seems to be a road rage, road rage incident. Um, well, I mean, the lesson we all should learn from this is: get angry in your own car. Don't get out of your car. If yeah, if you're really you hurt, know, yeah, yeah, he brought it. It's 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 a very sad situation, and then the guy doesn't even he gets released by the police, and then everybody finds out about the all right, we'll get him back. Very strange situation, very sad, and uh, very unfortunate, and uh, yeah, so there's not much we can really say about that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, sad for the families. It is, it is. Oh, and uh, one more football note: uh, Jason Pierre-Paul out for the season with a sports hernia. Uh, surprise, sports hernia. Um, so that hits that hurts the Giants a, a little. Sports hernia. Yes. Um, what, what, what is that? Lifting what? I don't think you. I mean, I don't. I don't get what. What is it? What, what is that? Well, a hernia is when basically. Um, uh, yeah, but I mean, the sports hernia is that higher? Or, or? I think that's lower, actually. Oh, lower. I think that's our. So well, in any case, he ain't coming back this year, so him and his hand can rest for a little <laughs> while. Uh, all right. Well, Dad, so, th- thanks for very much for joining me this week. Okay, it's been fun. All right, stay warm out there, Andrew. Please take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com. 